0: 2020 bringing a biblical perspective on life culture and current events weekdays on ucb's vision radio network find out more at vision.org.au
1: g'day and welcome to today's 2020 podcast matt g's with you as we take a look at life culture and current events Just a reminder, of course, that you can hear our program every weekday from 10 a.m. Queensland, 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time, and you can also catch up with some more of the highlights at vision.org.au. Check out our blog for more information as to what's on the program each day. Well, on today's program, we were talking about women and how women are growing to be effective as they serve in their local church alongside men. What roles are expected of women in the context of the local church? Are those roles that women take on different to the roles that men play? And how do they complement one another? Jane Tua is the founder of the Priscilla and Aquila Centre at the Moore Theological College in Sydney, and she's intensely interested in inspiring and training women to excel in the ministry opportunities in their local churches. Jane caught up with Neil Johnson.
2: Um, hello, Neil. Thanks very much for having me.
0: Jane, what a fabulous ministry you've got because you recognised, I guess uh, some time ago, and I'm going to get you to tell the story, you recognised that uh, women were doubting or were unfamiliar with how important their role was working alongside their husband, whether it be in a formal leadership ministry or whether it be working uh, in areas within the local church.
2: I mean, I think that's true, that's true, Neil, but also we look at not just married women, but also single um, women also working alongside men. So looking at the, looking at everyone in the church, whether that woman is married or whether she's single, um, so whether she's working alongside her husband or whether um, she's working with other men in the congregation, i'm um, looking at encouraging women in their different roles in the church family.
0: Well, Jane, in my experience over the years, uh, it seems to be, and while people who uh, are often men were were called pastors, uh, leaders of that type, pastoral care in the local church, often it was the women who were carrying the bag on all the hard work when it came to pastoral care. Is that something that you recognise?
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely true that a lot of women are doing um, a lot of um, ministry behind the scenes and so um, you know we believe that God has gifted every Christian male or female and so therefore he's gifted um, women um, by his Holy Spirit to um, serve the church to equip the church to build up the church rather and to um, you know to reach outsiders and definitely I think um, women generally you know are good relationally um, that they do a lot of pastoral care in the church um, that's yeah, that's an area I think that generally women are really strongly gifted in and women of all different ages as well. And I think our, our churches are a testimony to that. We see that, God's grace working through these women, ministering to other women. It's been fantastic.
0: I love your scriptural foundation for the Priscilla and Aquila Center. And, of course, uh, it is the story of Priscilla and Aquila from the scriptures. Mm. Give us a little in a nutshell account of that foundation that you have.
2: Well, um I was asked to start up a women's ministry um, department originally here at Moore College in Sydney, and I wanted that I wanted men to have ownership of it as well because I think it is really important that we think of women's ministry in relationship um, to you know general ministry and to think more seriously and creatively how men and women can work better together in ministry. So I wanted to name the centre i didn't want to call it a women's Ministry Centre because I wanted men to have ownership of it. So I wanted something in the name that would be would indicate that it's men and women working together. And um, as a couple of us were brainstorming ideas, a colleague of mine um, said, how about Priscilla and Aquila? And when I look through the different New Testament references to them, um, they're so encouraging. They're involved in um, a wide variety of ministries. They um, they host um, church in their home. They offer hospitality to Paul. They um, they um, basically um, says all the, ch- the Gentile churches loved them, they risked their lives for him. Um, they're a real model, I think, of being involved in ministry together and of basically godly service as well. And although they're a married couple, I think their model, um, their, um, yeah, their example is um, relevant more broadly, not just to married people to a certain extent as well.
0: Is it true, Jane, that even though there's been so many tremendous advances for women across many de- denominations when it comes to their opportunities for leadership in the church, that there are many women within church contexts uh, in all of those denominations who are very happy to sit back and leave those areas of leadership to men? Is that something that resounds with you?
2: Um, yeah, I think that's definitely. Well, it's definitely the case that. Um, so for some, you know, many Christian women um, would not be happy to say be a senior, the senior minister of a church, the rector we call it in the Anglican system or the vicar, um, and they have biblical reasons for that, and they may not also be happy to preach to a mixed congregation. But those women also, and we would be, we would be promoting this, can be involved in a whole range of other ministries. And I think it's a shame when we talk about ministry and we limit it. Solely to, you know, ordination to be the senior rector, or or to preaching to a mixed congregation, because there's so much ministry that so many, um, you know, so many women can be involved in. So um, I think we do ourselves a disservice, um, the church does, when we when we just limit it to being the senior rector and, um, you know, that being the focus and also preaching to a mixed congregation. There's lots of other teaching that women can do, even if you have a conservative understanding of the scriptures which i personally do i think there's lots of other teaching opportunities a woman can do
0: the interesting thing when you say conservative you're talking about a biblically faithful pattern uh, that you're understanding there of what men and what women do in partnership in ministry
2: um yeah so yeah that's what i would see it as um yeah, as being biblically faithful obviously there's christians who would disagree with me in that but yeah
0: Well, I don't know that uh, too many do disagree with you in the sense of the broader church, because uh, there seems to be, in my mind, and uh, maybe I'm missing something, but it seems to be that women are grabbing a hold of, uh, with both hands, opportunities that they have not been able to do as early as even decades gone by. Uh, There really has been tremendous breakthroughs. Women have moved into different leadership roles within church contexts, and sometimes there's a a barrier right at the top but certainly leadership for women in the church context is is really so much more available than it was uh, even just a short while ago
2: yeah well um yeah i mean i hope that's true i think when we look for, for you know years gone by there's a lot of you know volunteers and there's a lot of women volunteering and more and more women over the past number of decades have been involved in the paid workforce outside the church and that means that we've lost a lot of volunteers but it also means that um, a number of churches have created you know paid ministry positions, which a number of women have taken up and um, obviously there 's women that want those sort of jobs that can 't get them. but for ourselves here in sydney, we had um, we 've got too many jobs at the moment um for like the number of women we 've got here at college so um yeah, I'm hoping more women will come to college because there's you know, this year there's a lot of jobs around. Yeah, Mate. but definitely there's women of all different ages, um whether they've been to college or not, you know, a Bible or a theological college taking up positions in churches and I think this is really exciting. I know a number of women who their children and out school they feel more freed up with their time and they're, you know, maybe working for example part time as a children's minister or, you know, on the pastoral care team or women's ministry at their local church, which is fantastic.
0: Jane, I hope you can stay with us because we'll come back in just a short while. I want to ask you about complementary partnerships. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about men and women uh, working in ministry roles together. Uh, Stay with us. We'll come back and talk some more shortly.
1: You're listening to the 2020 Podcast. For Tuesday, the 27th of November, I'm Matt Jeeves. We're listening to the conversation between Neil Johnson and Jane Tour. Jane is uh, talking about women and how they're growing to be effective as they serve in their local church alongside men. She's the founder of the Priscilla and Aquila Center at the Moore Theological College in Sydney. Jane is interested in inspiring and training women to excel in the ministry opportunities in their local churches. It seems that in the last few decades, women have risen through a ceiling and have begun to excel in ministry opportunities in their local church. Neil Johnson's talking to Jane about complementary partnerships and he asked her what does it mean for women today to work in these complementary partnerships with men in their local church.
2: I think it's it's wonderful when we um, do see lots and lots of examples of men and women um, ministering together in the local church because um, I believe that God has gifted both men and women for ministry. Um, at times our roles will be different in the church and the family, that's the belief I'm coming from, but he's gifted us to work together, to minister together. So whether we see that in the marriage relationship working um, at church or whether we see it with um, other you know, men and women working together in the church who are not married, you know, they may be for example co-leading a Bible study group together, teaching Sunday school together you know, they're not necessarily married. Um, I think they really complement each other. God hasn't created us exactly the same um, and um, we do complement each other in ministry.
0: Is it the case too that the more women who move into areas of leadership and this complementary partnership, that it actually creates a role model for younger women who are coming through their, well, right from childhood, through their teenage years into a time when they're thinking about how they're going to serve the Lord? Uh, that they're looking at people, uh, and particularly women, as role models for actually how they can serve?
2: Um, Yeah, definitely. I think it makes um, ministry um, and um, serving others in the church informally, um, it it makes it much more normal in their thinking. I know for myself, when I had um, older role models of um, women who ministered to me, it just became more normal in my thinking that oh yeah that's what I could do or that's what you know I should seriously consider you know being involved in teaching Sunday school or or for myself now being involved in full time paid ministry and the more and more models that women have of um, you know godly um, women in biblically appropriate roles I think that's fantastic um, and it also when we're thinking about um, ministry and men and women complementing each other it it makes us think about a whole range of ministries rather than just focusing on being the senior minister or just preaching to mixed congregations. We think much more creatively, I think, so which I think is really healthy for the church as well.
0: When you talk about complementary partnership, is there a special fruit that comes when you've got the partnership between the man and the woman uh, that is somehow rather missed or isn't there in its wholeness when you've only got one or the other?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think definitely a church is lacking. If, if I mean, it would be kind of an absurd situation, wouldn't it, if we only had men in a church, or if we only had women in a church? That's taking you know, an extreme example. And you see the fruit. You see when you hear um, you know men and women um, testifying to God's work in their life. Um, so we see that. In, um, you know, in our own churches. I mean obviously there's a lot of things that we have in common um, as human beings, as being created in God's image um, being um, equipped to serve the church but I think generally there are some differences between men and women um, and we do know that God has created us differently to a certain extent so there are some differences and using those differences can only strengthen the work of the church and, and us reaching out to other people.
0: Let's get down to your expertise, because you're involved with improving the training of women for ministry. Yeah. And uh, and there are a lot of practical things, obviously, that you're leading women through. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the primary things that you like to uh, bring out? Because I assume there's not only just practical teaching, but there's also that aspect of inspiration, uh, which comes obviously from stories like the Priscilla and Aquila story. But uh, what sort of primary things do you focus on?
2: Well, um, basically um, our female students at this stage, they're going through all the same courses as um, the men are, um, So, but we're making sure that in those courses we're exposing them um, to particular... Um, some female issues as well, whether that be um, examples of female ministry or, you know, what it's like to be a woman's minister at a church. But we want to make sure also that our male students hear that also so they understand what it's like to um, be, you know, a woman on a church staff in a church, for example, or, you know, what are some things that you really need to take into consideration in teamwork. Or when we're we're lecturing, um, say, for example, on, you know... um, things like sexuality, we make sure, like I would lecture um, the, whole, the the male and the females um, on particular issues which are more pertinent to female sexuality but making sure the male students hear that as well so they can better minister and understand the women that they're responsible for. Um, so yeah, we, um, we're also experimenting quite a lot here at Moore College with male-female team teaching and what's appropriate teaching for a woman to do. And so the female students then can see, and the male students for, as well, but the female students can see, you know, role models in front of them of women up the front doing appropriate teaching and they know why it is that there's some teaching that we would choose not to do because we don't think it's biblically appropriate.
0: If I was being controversial, I would ask you what sort of teachings you think might be inappropriate for women.
2: Um, yeah, well, you would be being controversial, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean obviously not you know every Christian agrees with me but um here at Moore College one of the official values is complementarianism and how that we work that out um things in um answering your question w- how we wouldn't see that as um things that are appropriate um we don't have women preaching in the mixed chapel so we have mixed chapel men and women but we also have a a women's chapel and also a men's chapel so women um only preach in the women's chapel But we also um, think there is also some other appropriate teaching that a woman could do in that chapel service, but not um, exegeting and expositing, you know, the the passage. So not what we would know as the classic sort of Sunday sermon. Um, So that, that would be an example. But I think there's a lot of other appropriate teaching that a woman can do. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to think through. Uh, more seriously and creatively um, and be positive about women's ministry because it's quite easy to be negative and say what a woman can't do. But that's only a really, really tiny picture. What a woman can do and what a woman is gifted to do by God is just huge. And, um, yeah, we're only really skimming the surface, I think, um, we can, you know, the, the opportunities are as endless as the number of women that we have in our churches because they're all uniquely gifted by God.
0: That's right. You don't want to focus on the can'ts. You yeah. want to focus on the cans and yeah. uh, what women can do. Yeah. And just quickly, uh, you're also wanting women to be inspired to uh, write and publish in their fields yeah. of expertise yeah. and really start to make real impact as women who yeah. are leaders in in the church.
2: Yeah, definitely. So um, whatever the um, woman's background, and we've got a great woman here in Sydney who's just published a book on basically um, on ethical issues to do with life and her training is medical background. We're really wanting to encourage women in um, writing projects. So whether that's anything from a short article, you know, or even a book review right up to, you know, an academic you know, commentary on a book of the Bible but whatever that woman's gifting is and, and passion and might be something on evangelism that she wants to write um, really wanting to encourage women with that so we give them some help here at, at More College if they want that and we're also really wanting to encourage women to um, be involved and um, sign up for our postgraduate program to um, encourage conservative women to um, keep using their brains and keep stretching themselves and so they can minister um, to others.
0: Well, Jane, you yourself are an inspiration and there might be some who will follow through. I'll give the website at www.more, that's www.moore.edu.au. Uh, Jane Tour is the Director of the Priscilla and Aquila Centre at Moore College. Jane, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being with us today on 2020.
2: Thanks very much, Neil.